Mesechtes Chagigo, Dafchav Talad, ten lines in the bottom of Dafchav Gimel and Beis, and the Gemara continues to discuss the Mishnah that spoke about the Chumris of Kaidish over Truma, and we had 11 different cases, which we saw that Rabbi Law categorized as 10 different Chumris of Kaidish over Truma, because two of the cases had to do with Chatzitzah, and Rabbi considered them to be 11 different Chumris of Kaidish over Truma, as we saw before. And our Gemara now picks up with the seventh Chumra of Kaidish over Truma, the seventh case of the Mishnah, Hakli Mitzarev Mashmat. If someone has a kli and in it he has different items of hagdish and one of them becomes tummy, then the din is that since they're all in one kli, that the kli now combines all of these items and they're considered like one item, and therefore all of those items are considered tummy. However, it's not as chamer, and the din is that each item is considered its own individual item. So if the items aren't even touching each other, then the only thing that would be tummy is the item that the person touched or that was touched by something that was tummy, and the other items will not be tummy at all, and if they're touching each other, then Rashi explained in the Mishnah on that Chaf Amabez, and if the item was touched by a person who was an Avatumma, then the first item, of course, would be a Rishon Tumma, the second would be a Shein Tumma, and the third item would actually be a Shlishi Tumma, which by Truma is the lowest level of Tumma that you could get to. And now our Gemara begins, Menani Mili, how do we know that this din is correct? So Amar Khan and says that this din is actually a derisive Tikkadin, that it clears Mitzar of for Hagdish. The Amakra, because the Pasuk says, Bidigay Hagdish, and it's talking over there, but again, to see him bringing the Kabbalists in the base of Middash by the Chanukah Summers Bech. It says, Kaf Achas that they bring one ladle, which is the weight of 10 gold coins, which was filled with Katars. But since it says over there, Kaf Achas, and all it could have saved is Kaf Asarazov Malay Katars, so the Torah is telling you that everything that's in this ladle, in this spoon, will be considered as one item, and this sirf, and they combine together to be considered one. Now, keep in mind, there is no question. If you have a group of Katarias or any other product that's together, if you touch one part of the Katarias, then of course that entire pile becomes tummy. It doesn't make a difference if it's Hegdish. And even by Truma or Chulun, that would be the din as well. And that's not a Chumrah. What we're talking about over here is in the case where part of the Katarias was in one spot and then part of the Katarias was in another spot and they actually weren't touching. And even so, the Chidish of the Pusik is that the spoon or the ladle will combine them to be one and everything that's in that ladle will become tummy on the same level of the thing that was touched by the thing that was tummy. Also keep in mind that although we had a Gemara in Dafchaf Al-Famabez that stated that there's a chilip between the first part of the Mishnah and the second part of the Mishnah, the first part of the Mishnah is Islu Drar de Tumah de Raisa, and the second five case of the Mishnah is Leslu Drar de Tumah, and L'Chayr, this case of a Klim, Mitzarek, Mashabatech, L'Kaydish is one of the last five cases of the Mishnah, and L'Chayr, we said before that there's no Drar de Tumah, there's no connection to a Tumah de Raisa over here, and here we're saying that Rabbi Khanan is teaching us from the Pasuk that actually the din of Klim, Mitzarek, Mashabatech, is a derisive dikadin. And the Rishonim therefore point out that it's clear that the Gemara that we had on Dafchaf al Beis and Reb Khanan are arguing on each other because the Gemara on Dafchaf al Beis hold that this din is a din drabbonon, just like the Shita Reb Chiyab Abba that we're going to have on Dafchaf al Lav, that this din of Tzir of Kli is only drabbonon. The Gemara continues and brings down a question. Must Reb Khanan, Reb Khanan asked the following question on Reb Khanan that how can you tell me that this din is a din derisive? But we have a Mishnah Mesechtis Idis that starts off, Hey, Reb Shimon, Reb Shimon was made out of Ephachatas. On the ephah of the paraduma, shenaga tummy b'miksasid. If someone is tummy, touches part of it, passes kuloi that passes the entire ephah chatos. And then the mishnah over there continues and says, "Hoysi Rabbi Kiva." Rabbi Kiva 
added on the asoyos factors for the bottom of that all these things that are part of Hagdish, which is the flower from Mincha, the kteris that we bring every single day in the morning and in the evening, and the levain which is brought with many kabbanis, and also the shtei bezich that comes together on the shulchan with the lechem upon him, and the gecholim which are these coals that were taken from the mizbeach yitzayin for the kteris on Yom Kippur, shem nugget full yom mixase pasalus kulai. That even if a full yom who already went to the mikvah and is waiting for her shemesh touches part of them, then it passes the entire item, and you don't say that only the part that he touches becomes tummy and the rest do not become tummy. Rashi just points out the lefira bekiva. How could it be that the levain and gecholim become tummy even though they're not a michael, they're not a food product, and we know that the only thing that could become tummy is adam kalim food and drink. Rashi says that the kateris levain and gecholim, even though they're not a food product, but chivas hakodesh machshurasal tumah, that the concept of chivas hakodesh is machshurem for tumah, and therefore they can become tummy even midraisa. Tyson's rid actually says something similar. He says because we have a pasuk that says vabasa, which is mar by eats and levaina, that they can become tummy. And Rav Kana continues his riot against Rav Kana, and he says behold Rabbanu, he this dinner Rabbi Kiva is only a dinner Rabbanu, and Mimai had quite proved this to you because the Tani Reisha since the ratio of that mission in Idis says that hey Rav Shimon Mamsir, Rav Shimon Mamsir said Idis alayfachatas on the ashes of the paraduma, which is not kachim is beach, and therefore should not become tummy because it's not an oichol, and there is no svar of chivas hakodesh that's machshurasal and tumah, as Rashi said, and there's no pasuk that's ma'abir from vabasa the rabbis etzim olavayna as Tyson Rud says, and therefore it must be where Rav Shimon Mamsir says that if a chatas that is touched by a tummy person, that it's timei eskulai, so it must be that it's a dinder abana, not dinder isa. Victoria, and on that dinner, Rabbi Shimon ben Mesera, Rabbi Kiva speaks, and he says, "Hoist Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva added on to that." So it seems Rabbi Kiva is adding on, just like Rabbi Shimon ben Mesera is discussing a dinder abana. Rabbi Kiva is also discussing a dinder abana, and therefore Rabbi Kiva is bringing a raya against Rabbi Kiva that you see the din of tzir of kli is not a dinder isa, but it's the dinder abana. And before we continue with the Teretz Gemara, let's just point out Rabbi Kiva when he was discussing his scenario. He spoke about Tfilyayim, and the reason is because a Tfilyayim can be Metame Hegdish. However, when Rabbi Shimon ben Maseir gives his scenario, B'degei the din of Paraduma, he doesn't discuss a case of a Tfilyayim, he discusses a case of a person that's actually Tame that touches the ashes of the Paraduma. And the reason is, as we said yesterday, because B'degei the din of Paraduma, we said that someone that is a Tfilyayim has no problem touching the Eifah Para and touching the Mayim Chaim of the Paraduma, Ayin Sham. And the Gemara continues and gives a terrace to the question of Rav Kano. Amr Yishlakish, and we continue that really Rav Hanan is correct that Seer of Kli is a Dindaraisa based on his Pasuk but even so the Chiddush of the Mishnah where we have the Machalites between Rav Shem ben and Rav Kiva is that even things that Seer of Kli would not apply to Midaraisa since they aren't similar to Limud of Kaf Achas since they aren't similar to a Kaf and therefore the Dindaraisa of Seer of Kli would not apply still Rav Kiva states that the Din of Seer of Kli still would apply Midrabanan and in Chanamian, our Mishnah, we're telling you that Seer of Kli applies by Hegdish, Midiraisa, and in some cases, Midrabanan. And as Rish Lakish just explained, that Lefir of Akiva, on the case where you have Shiar and Mincha, which means the part of Mincha that is left over after the Kmitza, and the Kayin now has that, and it goes to the Kayin and doesn't go on to the Mizbech at all. So on that part, which is not like the Kafachas, because it's not actually part of the Kli that has to go on the Mizbech, therefore, there is no din of Seer of Kli, but Midrabanan, we're still going to say the din of Seer of Kli. And the Gemara explains that. The only thing that we learn the raisa that the zidin of tzir kli, if there is a need for a kli, then the kli could be mitzarfet, just like kafachas asarizav malayik teres. But she'in sarchul kli, if there's some item of hegdet that doesn't need a kli, because even though a mincha of course gets kedusha by being put in a kli sharis, but at some point it doesn't need a kli because now this is a koyin's item, so in kli mitzarfet at this point the kli would not be mitzarfet mid 
Shiraisa, but the Chiddush of Rabbi is that for us Rabbanim v'Gazru, that I forgot the inner tzarich of Klee, Klee Mitzaf, and Rabbanim came with Gaza, that even though the flower does not need a Klee because it belongs to the Kayin, the Klee is still Mitzaf Hegdish. The Gemari asked back on Rish Lakish, Tainach Sales, you have a very good terror, it's been a gay Sales, that there could be a Takhand Rabbanan, and it's only going to be Tame and Tzir of Klee, only applies with Rabbanan, but Kataris for Levaina, Michael Mema, what about the Kataris for Levaina, Lechaira, those things always have a Klee, and it's not something that's in Sarch Klee, so why would Rabbi Kiva say in that case that there's only Tumid Rabbanan, there's only Tzir of Klee Rabbanan? Although we put the comma afterwards, Silas, and we said Tainach Silas, Kataris for Levaina, Michael Mema, the Meiri actually is Gurus over here, Tainach Silas Vikataris, because the Kataris also has situations where you don't have a clee, and then the only question is on Olavayna. But the same question really applies that what's going to be in the other case of Rabbi Kiva? So the scenario that Rabbi Kiva is dealing with is when someone took the Kataris or the Levayna and he placed it on a flat piece of leather, which is not an actual clee because there is no Teich, and therefore Yeshle Teich Mitzarev. That from the Lima of Rabchanan, from the Pasuk of Kaf Achas, we only see that it has to be something like a ladle that has a receptacle. But therefore, only the things that have a receptacle could be mitzarev midiraisa, but in loytoich. But if there would be no receptacle, there's no actual place where you could put something into, and it's a flat piece of leather. So in mitzarev, the midiraisa would not be mitzarev, and that's the chiddush of Rabbi Kiva that for us Rabbanan v'tiktu that Rabbanan came and we masakin of some agaris over here begaza and they were gaza that afal gav the in loytoich mitzarev that even though this flat leather piece did not have any receptacle, that it still could be mitzarev everything that's on it and everything will become tummy. We'll plug it and this. Din that we said from Reb Chanan is cholik on Ad Reb Chiyah Ba'Abba that holds that the din of Tzir of Kli is always the Rabbanon. The Reb Chiyah Ba'Abba and Reb Echon may do Shabbat Kiva Nishnish Mishizu. That entire mission that we have over here that tells us this is a concept of Tzir of Kli by Hegdish and not by Truma is only a din Rabbanon. And the actual makar that we learn Tzir of Kli from is not from Pasuk because it's not the Raisa, but it's only from the din of Reb Kiva that we saw in Mesechtas Idias. And the Gemara now continues with the eighth of the Milos of Hegdish over Truma that the Mishnah stated her Rabbi Puzzle, that benigay the levels of tumor that's applicable to certain items, benigay chulin only goes down to sheni, benigay chuma could go down to shlishi, and hegdish has a mila over chuma because tumor of hegdish can go down from a shlishi and it could go all the way down and be transmitted to become a via bakaydish. And as we explained many times, that the word puzzle when you're dealing with tumor always defines something that the tumor already stopped at that point and can't be transmitted further. And the word tummy always means that not only is it tummy, but it also has the power to transmit. Transmit the tumor further to another degree less than that. Tanya, we learned to the Brisa on Rabbi Yisi. Rabbi Yisi says, "Minayim Rabbi Bekayishu Pasul." How do we know this concept by Hegdish that Rabbi would be Pasul? Vidunu, it's a kavachayim. Oh, ma'am, mechusukapurim shemutu b'chuma. That just like someone that's mechusukapurim, which means like a zav zav yoledas, they had to bring kabbanis. And even though they already had tired b'mikvah, the next morning on the eighth day, usually they would bring their kabbanis, and at that point they would have kapara. But at that point, at the mechusukapurim, they're still mutu b'chuma. They can eat chuma, but yet Pasul Bekayish, they now eat Hegdish. During that evening, until they bring the kabbanis the next day. Therefore, we see that hegdish has a chumrah over chumrah. So, therefore, a shlishi should possible chumrah. If there's a din of a shlishi, but a gay chumrah, and a din, she has to reveal a kaidish. So, certainly, the din of shlishi should be that she be able to go down another level and make a reveal, but a gay kaidish. Now, Ayin Rashi, he asked, how can we say such a thing? We know there's a concept of dai love and din, lias kinidan. On that, Rashi says, im kain If so, you wouldn't need a kabbachayma. And the reason is, shareilamadu shlishi lukaidish binatera. As we'll see in a moment, we actually have a limud that Shlisha Lukaydish is Midiraisa. And since we already have a Pasuk, there really would not be a reason for this Kavachayma. And then we have a cloud, the Hechad Mifra Kavachayma. If there's a Pechad Kavachayma, because we wouldn't be able to use it for anything, Loyamin and Dayalamin and Dinah, and then we don't have the cloud of Dayay. Kedamin and Bibabakam, 
like we have um, Gemara in Baba Kamadav Chafei. Keep in mind that according to this idea in Rashi, that it comes out that this Kavachayim is actually Midiraisa, and therefore the Din and the Mishnah that Rabbi is for Kaidish is actually not only a Chumrad Rabbanon, it's actually a Din Deraisa. And yet again, Lafizah, that this Gemara will actually argue on the Gemara before that said the last five cases of the Mishnah do not have any drawer of the Tumma Deraisa. But then Rashi says, that according to the Madam, that even in this case we would still say these five cases in the Mishnah, and this one's included, is only a mild rabbanon, and it's actually not the Raisa. And when we're saying this is a Kavachayim, it means that there's a Kavachayim that we're going to say Dayai, but Rabbanon said that we're going to make a mild Bekaydish, that it has a din of a Revi'a Betumah. And we continue with Rabbi Yasi, and we know that there's a din of Shlishi for Kaydish Minatariya, for Revi'a Bekavachayim, and therefore we can learn this Revi'a Bekavachayim. Now, according to Rashi's first shot, it makes a lot of sense that since we have a Shlishi Lukaydish Minatariya that's first, therefore we don't say Dayai, and that's why the Kavachayim works to make it a Revi. But according to the second Shad Rashi, Rashi says, it's just telling you that this din of Shlishi Lukaydish is a din deraisa. And the Gemara continues, how do we see the Shlishi Lukaydish Minatariya? Minayin dechsev, ba'abasa shi'iga b'chol tamay, lo yachal, any basa that touches anything that's tamay, you should not eat. So it's mashma over there, that as long as it touches something that's tamay, you can't eat it. Now what is something that's tamay? As we know, that the tumma could go down to the level of being a shani, and therefore the pasuk b'degei hegdish must be telling you that if the basa touches a shani lutuma, it also has a din that you can't eat it, and hegdish can become a shlishi lutuma. The kamerachmana lo yeichel, and therefore reviv mekavachayma hadamarin. And how do we see that we learn a reviv from mekavachayma? Is the kavachayma that we brought at the beginning of the brayso from Rabbi Yisi? And Ayin Rashi he says the naga b'shani the eshkon the ikri shani tummy because we find in the Torah that something that's a shani lutuma is also called tummy. The chsiv kal shabateicha yitma. The kli that it's in is rishain. The thing that's inside is a sheni v'karli tamei, and still the Torah calls it tamei v'kamarachbana. Ba'basa sheiga v'chol tamei b'sheni v'avle shlishi loyeichal v'haykra v'basa shlamim k'siv. And this pasuk is talking about kachim b'degeya shlamim. And the Gemara now continues with the ninth mila of kachim over chuma over chuma imnit misachas miyadav that we said in the Mishnah that by chuma if one of your hands become tamei chaverasa Torah even if you touch your other hand the other hand still remains tar over kaidish but b'degeya hegdish matbel shtei and they have to be tied with both your hands that both considered tamei. She had yad mitamis chavrasa bekaidish avolei b'chuma because a hand is mitamei its counterpart by hegdish and not by chuma. So Amar Shizbi, Rab Shizbi states bechibur and shana. The only time we said this chumer b'degei hegdish is only if the person takes his right hand, for example, and he's touching his left hand, and at the same time in his left hand he's holding some hegdish. And in that case, we made this chumer and we said that since we're nervous that maybe the person will actually take his right hand and touch the hegdish and make the hegdish tamei. Therefore, we said that his hand becomes in order to prevent someone from touching his hands while holding hegdish. But if someone is not holding hegdish at that moment, and his right hand, for example, touches his left hand, his left hand will not get any tumah at all. And the Gemara continues, Abayah, asks a question on Rav Shizbi. We have a bright that says, Yad de Guva, if someone has a dry hand that is already a tummy as a shenil l'tumah, mitame chavrasa l'tame l'kaydish, that it could be mitame its other hand, and that hand will now become a shenil l'tumah, just like the original hand, and then it's going to be mitame a piece of Hegdish, that that piece of Hegdish will become a Shlishi, and then that piece of Hegdish will again be able to transmit Tumor even further to another piece of Hegdish and make that a Rabi. Avaloy Lechuma, but the Dinah has been a gay Chuma, that one hand can't be Metami the other hand at all. The Rebbe, these are the words of Rebbe, and Rashi just points out why are we talking about someone that has dry hands, and Rashi explains because we know that if a person's hands are a Shani and water would fall on them, we know that any Mashka that becomes Tame Midrabanan is considered like a Rishal Tumor, and therefore this din actually wouldn't be a Chiddush at all because the water that touched the other hand would actually make those other hands to be a shani. And Rebbe's chiddush is that even
even if you have dry hands, that still your other hand would become shiny by going and touching the hand that's tummy. And Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda actually argues on Rabbi, and he says that even though he agrees that one hand could be metami the other hand by hegdish, but the way it would work is that the first hand is a shiny lutoma, it touches the other hand, and that hand now becomes a shlish lutoma. Now that hand touches hegdish, that hegdish becomes Rabbi, and therefore it's puzzle and not tummy. And by now, he asks this question: If you're going to say that the din of one hand touching another that it makes the tummy is even when you're not touching hegdish, so therefore the brisa has a chiddush when it tells us that the hand was dry because it's telling us that the chain of tumor actually goes as we explained before. But if it would actually be wet, then it actually is not a chiddush because the water is considered rishul tumor. And when this water, which is on one of your hands, touches the other hand, that of course the other hand becomes a shein tumor, and therefore there wouldn't be a chiddush in its brisa. But if you're going to say that the only time we say there's a transfer of tumor from one hand to the other is only when that other hand is also touching and holding on to Hagdish, but if it would not be holding on to Hagdish, then it would not be a transfer of tumor from one hand to the other. As we said before, that the actual reason why you have a transfer of tumor from one hand to the other is only as might of Hagdish because you're holding on to Hagdish and we're scared that your right hand will actually touch the Hagdish and not only touch your hand. And I buy it now, since this Xero that if one hand touches the other, it be, makes the hand tummy is only when you're holding on to Hagdish and it's Udin Bidigay Hagdish that it's Metamid Hagdish. And the reason for this is because we're scared that someone will take their right hand and go and touch the Hagdish directly. So Lachari, the Bryson did not have to tell you that your hand was dry because, of course, that if someone has a hand that is a shame of the tumor and it touches Hagdish, of course it will be Metamid if it's dry or if it's wet. And therefore, this Xero applies even when the hand is dry. And Lachari, the words of the Bryson seem to be extra. Now, even though, of course, that there is an idea when hands are wet and the mashka becomes a rishon tumba because all mashka have a dindra bonnet that they are rishon tumba and therefore that mashka would actually go and touch the hegdish then the hegdish would actually be a shenil tumba and that of course is on a more stringent level than being a shlishil tumba so lechayr there is a chiddush by saying that even if your hands are dry and only make it a shlishil tumba but lemaisa that's not the point of this brisa the brisa was just trying to teach you the concept that one hand could be matamid the other hand and some agaris in the gemara now that from this price we see a tiyufta of shizbi and the din of one hand being metame and other hand is not necessarily dependent on the other hand holding on to Agnish and even if it's not holding on to the other piece of Agnish the din is that your right hand could be metame your left hand the Gemara continues itma nami and some over here are not curious the word nami because this has nothing to do with the Gemara that we just learned before and Amrish Lakish Amrish Lakish says Loishanu el yadai, that the only time we said that one hand could be metame other hand is only the same person's hands and we continue on but if Reuven that has hands that are shady touched the hands of Shimon, Reuven's hands cannot transmit Tumor to Shimon's hands. However, Rabbi Yechon argues in Rishlach and says, that Reuven's right hand could be Metame, his own left hand, the Echad Yad and Reuven's right hand, which is a Shemel Tumor, could go and be Metame in the hands of his friend Shimon. But I say, yeah, but only if he takes his right hand, which is Tame as a Shani, and touches Shimon's hand. However, let's say Reuven takes his right hand, which is Tame as a Shani, he touches his left hand, which is also Tame now, because you could transmit Tumor from one hand to another, then the din is that Ruving's left hand, which is now Tame, cannot transmit Tumor further to Shimon's hands. And Rabbi Echen also clarifies that Lipsul Avaloy Latame, that when Ruving goes and touches Shimon's hand, so now Shimon's hand becomes like a Shlishi, and therefore now, if Shimon would go and touch a piece of Hegdish, then that piece of Hegdish would become Ravi, and therefore would be puzzled, but it would not be able to be Matame to go and transmit Tumor any further. And Rabbi Echen brings Uriah, Mimayan, how do 
I know this means the Sefer because in Mishnah it says clearly in the Sefer Shayyad Mitamei Chavrasel Kodesh that your hand could be Mitamei the other hand for Hegdish Avaloy Lachuma but not for Chuma. But the Gemara says Hasulamli Lachayr. This clause of the Mishnah seems to be redundant and extra because Hatan in the Reisha it actually says that exact same thing in the Reisha El Alav. It must be that this part of Mishnah is teaching us Shema Minah Lasuya Yad Chaver. It's coming to include that even if your right hand, which is Tamei as a Sheni, touches the hand of your friend Shimon, that it also transmits Tuma. And the Gemara says. That Rishlakish also was Hada was Chayzer from his din, and he came around to agree to Rabbi Yechon. Because we see the Rabbi Yechon said the name of Ami, the name of Rishlakish, Echad Yadai, Echad Yadchaber, but Isiyat Lupsol, Avaloy Latame. So we see from Rishlakish that he says exactly like Rabbi Yechon, and therefore comes out both of Rabbi Yechon and Rishlakish that when one hand is Metame something else, that that second thing becomes a Shlishi, and then it's able to transmit Tumot further to Agnish and make it a Ravi. But it goes down in Dagas from a Shani to a Shlishi and then to her V. The Gemara now continues, that this idea that when your hands become tummy, it keeps going down in daggers and therefore when your first hand touches your second hand it becomes a shlish l'tumah and then when your second hand goes and touches hegnish that becomes a reveal l'kodesh and it's puzzle and not tummy. that's actually Machleg's Tanayim the time to learn to the Mishnah and this Mishnah is a Mishnah anything that could pass l'tumah which means anything that's a shayni l'tumah is mitami your hands that they also Become a sheni. Viad mitamei chavrasa. Div Rabbi Yeshua, and then your hand could be mitamei your other hand or your friend's hands, according to Rabbi Yeshua. And the Chachamim, the Chachamim argue on Rabbi Yeshua, and they say Yedayim Shnei saying that your hands originally are a sheni l'tuma. They ain't sheni, it's a sheni, and your hands that are sheni cannot go and cause the other hand to become a sheni. And therefore, the Chayyim, what's the machlokes between Rabbi Yeshua and the Chachamim? It must be Rabbi Yeshua holds that when your first hand touches your second hand, that actually stays at the same level of tuma, and they're both now a sheni l'tuma, and then that. The second hand, when it touches Hegdish, would make it into Shlishi, and then that piece of Hegdish could go and transmit Tumah further to reveal the Tumah. And Rabbi Chacham arguing and saying that no, the hands do not remain a Shani, but the second hand will become a Shlishi, and therefore it will only passel and not make it Tummy. Lachari would see that Chum hold like Rish Lakish or Rabbi Chan, and Rabbi Shua argues and it says that when one hand, which is Tummy, touches the other hand, it actually stays at the same level of Tumah, and they're both now Shnees Lutumah, and therefore that second hand can go and transmit Tumah to Hegdish. As a shlishi, and as the Gemara says, my lab that would seem what the chum mean is sheni hudloy avid that your hands can't make your other hand into sheni hashlishi avid, but it makes your other hand into shlishi. And lefizel would come out that Rabbi Yechon Lakish agree with the shita chum. On that, the Gemara says Dilma. Maybe we could explain that this is not actually the pshat in the chum at all, because maybe the chum hold loy sheni avid loy shlishi that actually hands cannot go and transmit one to the other at all, and they argue on a mishnah and they hold that there is no chumra of hakodesh over chuma, but again is din. But maybe if there is a Tana that actually holds of our Mishnah, then the din would be that once you have a transfer of your Tumah from one hand to the other, then the other hand actually becomes a Shani, and it can go and transmit Tumah even further, and not like a Bechon or Rish Lakish. So the Gemara says, Eli Kihani Tanai. So therefore, if we want to find Tanaim that would go like Rish Lakish or Bechon, it must be like these Tanaim, the Tanaim we learned to the Brisa. Yad the Gufa, Metamis Chavrasa, Metamis Bekadish, Avaloy Lashuma, Devi Rabbi, that we saw that Rabbi said before that if you have a dry hand that touches your other hand, it's Metamis Bekadish, but not. By Chuma, and he used Lushin Mintame, and Rabbi Yisrael Behudai, and Oisiyad Lifsul, Avaloy Lutami. So, in this price, we see clearly that Rabbi Yechon and Rish Lakish are going like the Shita Rabbi Yisrael Behudai, that when one hand goes and is transmitting Tuma to the second hand, that second hand becomes a Shlishal Tuma, and then that hand now could only go and pass a little Hegdish and not make it Tummy, then the Hegdish becomes a revealed Bekaidish and not a Shlishal Bekaidish. And the Gemara continues with the 10th case in Amishnah where we have a Chumar of Hegdish over Chuma, and the Mishnah says, Eichlin, 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 you're 
to eat dry foods that were never hukshul kabal tumor, but yadayim suavis with hands that are stam yadayim and therefore are shenil tumor, but chuma, but negay chuma, abaloi, but but we don't allow you to do that, but negay hegdish, because that's a chumra and a mailah by hegdish. Now, based on the way we understood our Mishnah, that talking that this actual food that he's eating was never hukshul kabal tumor, on that the brings a bride, Satanya, Amr Abchalino ben Atiklis, Vichyesh Neguvala Kaidish, is there any possible food that it makes enough kamina if it was dry but again? We know that the dinner of Chibas Hegdish that teaches us that if there is a piece of food that's Hegdish, even if it was not Hushul Kabal Tumor, through some of the Zion Mashkin, the dinner is still that's Hushul Kabal Tumor, and it therefore can't be Makabal Tumor. As Rashi says, it can't be that when we're talking about in the Mishnah, something that was dry but again Hegdish is talking about something that was not Hushul Kabal Tumor. It must be saying that there's a case where something was Hushul Kabal Tumor, but now it's actually dry. But Tumahim Makablim, and really there's going to be a Kabbalah of Tumah, and therefore the Mishnah can't be talking about someone that's eating something of Hegdish that's dry, and therefore it must be that the Mishnah is discussing a case where someone is eating dry Chulin and is also eating Hegdish at the same time. And the Gemara explains, the case that the Mishnah is talking about, that Shimon took some food of Hegdish and he put it into Reuven's mouth, and therefore Reuven never touched Hegdish at all because if he would, then the hegdish would become tummy because, of course, every piece of hegdish is considered and since his hands are shenil tumah because they will be suaves, therefore, of course, that would become tummy. But he never touched it. And the Gemara gives another scenario where Reuven never touched the hegdish that he put into his mouth. Or Reuven actually took the food by himself, but he took it with a toothpick, which is something which is pshutikli eats, and therefore was not makabal tumah from the hands of Reuven. At the same moment that this piece of hegdish is in Reuven's mouth, and now Reuven wants to eat a radish or an onion of chulin together with this hegdish and this bottle of chulin and this radish and onion of chulin was already hukshul kabal tumah but of course since his hands are only a shniyasul tumah there's no problem with him picking up this radish or onion because he can't transmit tumah to chulin and make it less than a shenil tumah and therefore really there's no problem to pick up this radish or onion and eat it together with hegdish but on that we have the chiddush on the mishnah that the chiddush gazra abanam the truma like gazra abanam but the gei truma the chacham didn't make any at all. However, the Chum made Xera and said that we don't want you to pick up a piece of chulin that's Hukshul Kabal Tumah and place it in your mouth because we were concerned that maybe while you're eating this piece of chulin, you may touch your Hegdish that's in your mouth. And of course, a Shani could make Hegdish into a Shlishi. And of course, even though your hands are Shani Tumah, and if you touch Truma, they'll become a Shlishi. But Medegea Truma, we weren't Chayshish and we didn't make Xera and we were more makele by Truma because I mean, on Zahib Lainaga, a person will be careful and he won't touch the Truma. But since Hegdish is more Chum and Shuma, therefore, we didn't give you this cool of gay Hegdish, and we don't allow you to eat chulin while you're eating Hegdish. And Rashi points out that the reason why we're talking about hands that are Naguvin, that are dry, because if the hands would be wet, then the mashka itself that are on the hands would become a Rishul and therefore, when you touch the chulin, the chulin would become a Shainul and certainly over there, even B'degei Truma, you wouldn't be able to eat the chulin together with the Truma, Ayin and Rashi. And the Gemara continues to discuss the 11th case of a Mishnah, Ha'inin, if someone was an Ayinin, and then he finishes his Anidus period, and at this point, he's able to eat Hegdish. Once again, and the same dim that he wasn't able to eat hegdish until the point that he brought his kabanis, and then at that point when he brings his kabanis, the dinner of the mishnah is that both the oin and have to go to the mikvah. And the gemara asks, my type of why is it that we require you to go to the mikvah? you actually are not coming. You're on the greatest level at this point of mechus You just brought your kabanis. Why can't you eat the hegdish right away? And the gemara explains, keep the since both the oin and mechus were asked to eat hegdish up until this point. That's made this that they need to feel 
Shuvah, but this mile is only for Hegdish and not for Chuma, and we will stop over here.